Fan podcast for January 14th, 2016. It's your boy Dave and your boy Adam coming to you from numbillsfan.com. On the line, we have Alan Boynton from firstand12.com. He's uh, putting together a charity event uh, for Hunter's Hope called An Evening with Jim Kelly. He's here to uh, tell us a little bit about that. How, you doing, How are Alan? you guys? Good, good. How's the weather in Rochester? A little chilly. I've had worse though. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I'm here for a couple of days, so you guys can have that back anytime you like. <laughs> well, that's good. My windshield wiper uh, fluid thingy on the right side decided to break, and yeah, they decided crazy. to run the line underneath the cowl. So even me, I can't but, figure it out. Uh, there's no helping you, bud. All right, so uh, you have an event coming up in Toronto called an evening with Jim Kelly. Uh, yeah, we're uh, we're super excited to. Uh, <clears throat> have uh, invite Bills fans from Western New York and uh, all over. We're going to have a lot of fans from Toronto, Southern Ontario, and then uh, the core base around the city. And um, it's a great charity event. Um, we, we've partnered with Jim on the event, uh, and it's going to be – it's a great night. The, the cost of the event is about $99.12, conveniently 12 Um uh, Canadian, so the way the U.S. dollar is right now, it's pretty effective for uh, American folks to come on up to the to Toronto. It uh, works out to be about seventy bucks. It's an all-inclusive evening with uh, free drinks and free food. We're going to have some um, tailgate-style food at the event. Uh, the only thing that we're going to have, uh, well, the one thing that I know that we've worked out that everybody's going to enjoy are going to be New England uh, New England Patriot turnovers. They should go over well. Um, <laughs> that would be great. And and uh, you know we, it, it's kind of funny how the whole thing worked out with Jim. Uh, we, my brother and I, we were talking one day. We've been Bills season ticket holders for probably ten years now. Uh, we've got six tickets at the Ralph, and um, it's been great because we we kind of talked about my my company is we we deal with a lot of celebrities and a lot of athletes with their travel and their tickets and things like that. And we we got talking about who's the one athlete, who's the one guy we've never met that we'd love to meet, and I'm like. My brother says, I never met Jim Kelly. And I said, I've never met Jim Kelly either. So kind of kind of one night, we just kind of got talking about it. And I sent them a, I sent them a, 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 a nice letter saying, Jim, if you're around Toronto and you have any, uh, if you'd like to come up to Toronto one night, we'd love to raise in excess of $10,000 for your charity. And I think we should be able to do much more than that. But uh, that's kind of where we started. And we put some ideas together on paper, and we came up with this event. So Jim was as soon as and, and Jim was very clear that he wanted all the money to go to Hunter's Hope, and we were uh, we were okay with that and uh, pleased with that. So it's kind of a nice thing because us being Canadian on this side of the border, we get to help out the people of Western New York through Hunter's Hope and through the screening program and the things they do and. Uh, we're pretty excited to be part of that process. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of nice to help out our neighbors and 
especially and, uh, with Hunter, a- especially with Hunter's Hope. I mean that I was telling you through through email. I mean, we're we're flattered to have you. That that is the grand slam of, of charities, especially that represent the Buffalo Bills. And you know that it's not, frankly, a sketchy charity. It, it's proven. It's it's going for a good cause. And I mean. Hunter changed his life, and and to be able to represent him in a, in a great city like Toronto, I think especially with with international travel. I mean, I love Toronto. And yeah, this it's is Toronto, an opportunity. Toronto's, Toronto's a world class city. People, you know, it's funny because us being in Buffalo all the time, we love Buffalo, and and I don't think people in Buffalo really they really get that. I mean, we love coming to. Um, the city of Buffalo has some of, I always say it's got probably the most underrated restaurant market in America. They've got some of the nicest places to eat. Uh, beer's always cheap. People are always nice. It's got a, you know, you can, you've got the Buffalo Sabres, the Bills, you've got the Toronto Blue Jays farm team, uh, the Bison. So there's so many things that are attractive for us being Canadian, going across the border, being an hour and a half away. Um, and, and, you know, that's one of the things that, probably draws as I, I heard a statistic one time that in excess of 10% of season cigarette holders at the Ralph were Canadian. And, and I, I bet you that number is probably closer to 15 or 20, but um, it's a little tougher. I'm now sure that goes up every but, year too. Yeah. I mean, the NFL up here is huge. And uh, at the end of the day, I mean, I think there was a bit of an, an awkward moment with people and, and when the bills games didn't succeed in Toronto. And I think it kind of, you know, I think it was a bad taste for a lot of people because I think they thought that that represented the Bills fan base, and it wasn't. I think it was just a and, – and I don't blame anybody. I think it was just Cash an opportunity right. miss. Yeah, you know, and, and I don't like using that term because I think it was – I think it was an opportunity for the Wilson family to do well with, with making money, the Rogers family to do well, and it just didn't it just didn't execute properly. So, I mean, I always looked at it and said, as a Bills fan – and they talked about people moving the moving to Toronto. It was never going to work out. It's never going to work out logistically because of our alcohol and gaming laws. It's never going to work out. Right. Uh, you know, the, the fan base doesn't isn't able to come up here as easily as we are to go to the states. Are we? The, the customs are a lot more. Um, they're a lot more, you know, sturdy, and there's different rules. So, you know, I, I think it, it would be, uh, and, it and, would be and, tough and as. As a Canadian and as a guy that has these tickets, I don't want them in Toronto. I want them in Buffalo. I enjoy my weekends in Buffalo. I like going there. I like putting money in the economy there. I like those types of things. And I'm, I'm really thankful that the Pagula family has committed to, you know, the team being there and, and Jim Kelly being part of that process because I think Jim was a big part of that process. So, Jim, Jim Kelly represents that city. And, and I, I got to, not to, to go backwards a little bit, to piggyback, or off of what you said earlier, um, I think Russ Brandon, frankly, is a genius. Um, he doesn't get enough credit. And to me, I went to the Toronto Redskins game, and the biggest complaint was just that, well, people get to see their their town and travel. And and to me, I knew as a Bills fan that that did not represent the real Bills fans in Toronto. And you know, I I think having that series helped keep the Bills in Buffalo, frankly, because look at it now. You know, you got Sal Capaccio yeah, and WGR saying they the would have gotten moved. I think at that time, I think it guaranteed the Bills like 20 or $30 million over six years. Oh, it was a crazy you know? contract. And, and, and I don't so, blame them. You have to sometimes. And you got to do what you got to do. So, 
Every time you walk by the Rolf and you see that new store, just remember that Canada paid for it. Okay? Oh, <laughs> I believe it. It's a beautiful store. I think it was a $30 million renovation. So, you know, maybe that's the difference. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> I go to Buffalo. I go to the Ralph. I go watch my favorite team. I go watch my favorite players. Uh, we, we try and go to at least one away game. We, my, my, we have a core group of guys that started off at six, started off three or four years ago in uh, Buffalo. And then the following year, we went to a Thursday nighter in Cleveland. Uh, they lost the Thursday nighter in Buffalo. They've lost the Thursday nighter in right. Cleveland. They lost, they lost the Thursday nighter last year in Miami. We thought, man, we are bad luck. Hey, you want to you know, know something? That, that's so funny you mentioned that because for years, I've, I, I think this year was my fifth year or fourth year, and I got a call randomly. Yeah, there's a seat in front of you. Do you want it? And I'm like, you know, picked up a little side job for work. And I was like, yeah, I'll grab it. And just, I'm giving it to one of my friends it, just to have it. So we have it in the family. But it, it's, man, we went to, I've been holding off for years to go to Miami. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to Miami this year. But then they play them so late in the season. And this year, I'm like, you know what? Yeah. They play them so early. I cannot go wrong. So we before. did a great – we did a – two years ago, uh, we're big sports guys. And so when, when there was two years ago when they were in Miami, we went to the Bills on the Thursday night. Friday night, we went to the Florida Panthers, who played the New York Islanders that night. Wow. Saturday, we went to Florida State versus Miami, a college game. And on Sunday, we went to the championship race for NASCAR at Homestead. That's crazy. And that's that's how I look at vacations. I told my girlfriend, I'm like, if you want to go anywhere, pick pick somewhere on the schedule. I was telling her this year, I go, you want to go to Nashville? Yeah, so we, that, goes, that goes over well. It, it actually did. I'm really lucky. And we ended up going to Miami, had a great time. And because we were going yeah. to the game, I got out of doing a bunch of things I didn't want to do. Because it's like, look, it we already have this big event. We run at the Nissan 370. We're good. And we're right on the beach. What else do we need? Well, I'll tell you, we went to we went to New York this year for the Thursday nighter, and it was nice to to get a win there. And uh, and we, you know, then we went into uh, Manhattan for a couple of days. But it's something that we've kind of, you know, now it's it's a thing with my wife's family and with with uh, our group of guys. It's like as soon as the schedule comes out, my job is to start booking hotels and tickets and wherever we got to go. So we don't get questioned by wives or anybody anymore about where we're going or what we're doing because this is a guy's trip and this is on the calendar and it's just right. a matter wherever it is so which that, is nice and we love seeing and it's really nice because when we were in miami two years ago for the thursday nighter we ended up checking in the hotel and all the bills were in our hotel that and, was crazy uh, we had a couple uh cocktails on the plane and, and uh by the time we got to the airport we had a couple more and we were all, and we, and the other thing is, we wear our Bills jerseys from Pearson Airport in Toronto, wherever we're going. We wear them for three days, and um, so you know, we're checking in the hotel, and I'm, I've got a Sammy Watkins jersey on, and he's sitting at two feet from me in the lobby, and you look over at him, and he just smiles at you and winks, and then you get him in the elevator, and he says, you know, thanks for buying my jersey, you know, that's kind of cool, and um, it was, it was kind of a really good moment because Kyle Williams. I was in the elevator with him later on, and he and I looked at him, and I said, you know, I, I would have bought your jersey, but it was sold out. And he looked at me and he said, yeah, bullshit. So, <laughs> <You> <laughs> it, know was, what? Uh, it was a good moment. You just got to tell him, look, I, I, I can only wear great. one at a time. I can only wear one. What do you want? For, hey, t- hey, Kyle, tomorrow? Hey. Yeah. We got you, fam. Don't worry. And, we, and, and, we've got to, and we've got to know, like, we've got to see Eric Wood a couple times on and off the field and around the city. And he always goes, if he teases, he's like, there's my Toronto guys, you know. 
So it, it's kind of nice to, to do that. And, um, you know, we'd love to have some of those guys up to our event in Toronto. And, and our event with Toronto with Jim is uh, it's not just Jim. We're going to have some other celebrities there. We're working on some of the Sabres players. It's an off night for them. And it looks like they've got a little stretch of a couple of days off. Um, some lease. Um, I've got a friend of mine in the NASCAR business. He's a NASCAR driver. I think he's going to come up. Um, nice. uh, Hall of Fame jockey Sandy Hawley's committed uh, to come, and he's he's Canadian. Uh, he's ridden in the Kentucky Derby seven or eight times. He's he's a, a legend. So <laughs> we're putting together a nice roster of people. And at the end of the day, um, we pay the expenses out of the ticket uh, the tickets. And every dollar after that goes to, to Hunter's Hope. So there's a zero admin fee on the event, which is nice because you see a lot of charities now. They have all these admin fees and all these things. Well, every dollar that's going to be there that night, uh, March 23rd, um, you know, there's an auction. There's we have some, We've had some great donors uh, donate some stuff. So we're really excited about it, and we're really excited to have um, people up to Toronto. So it should be fun. It sounds like a good event, I mean, for – you know, you were saying 69 American, depending on the exchange rate. That's really not bad, and you're warm. And we've paid and a lot more than that to go to the Bills games, and what better more than to be, you know, there, you knowing that your money is going to a great cause and, and be yeah, there and with you, Jim Collier. And, and, uh, and you get the, uh, you know, you don't have to worry about $8 or $9 beers or whatever they are. Yeah, there's and, drinks, uh, there's food, there's and, everything. And, uh, yeah, we've... We, we, We've got uh, we've got a deal worked out with the uh, beautiful Western Harbor Castle in Toronto. They're going to give some preferred rates to fans that are coming in from out of town, to, so they don't have to go around run around Toronto looking for uh, uh, looking for hotels. And from there to where the party is, it's a, it's just a short, it's a ten minute walk home. So, um, you know, there's a lot of positives about this. And at the end of the day, it's about uh, Jim uh, giving his time to us in Toronto bringing people from, from Buffalo up to Toronto and, and Western New York. And really, um, you know, there's going to be four or 500 people there. Is everybody going to get a chance to shake a hand and get a picture with Jim? It's going to be difficult. But I also know that if there's one guy I had to put my money on to try and get it done, it would be Jim. And, uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why we have some other celebrities and some other uh, quality people is because we want them to, uh, you know, f- interact with the fans and, and, and have some fun. So, Right. I mean, I'm excited about it. We've got a great volunteer group up here that everyone's donating their time and their resources to. Um, it's a little, it's a little of, you know, for me, it's a little appreciation from Buffalo fans north of the border. Hey, here we are helping a charitable cause in Western New York. I mean, we've taken some flack over it. Some people say, you know, you're running a charity event in Canada that the money's going to Western New York. And I said, it doesn't matter where it's going. It's going to help out people. And that's, that's the way it goes. So, um, you know, even even when you try and do something good, there's always somebody trying to put you down. So it's it is what it is. But I mean, I don't Jim think Kelly's it's something or it's not something worth complaining about because at the end of the day, everybody's heart is in the right spot. And frankly, <laughs> you know, we talked about the Bills going to Toronto. It's it's actually helped their fan base because you guys edged out Rochester in season ticket sales. I remember Russ Brandon talking sure. about that a couple of years ago. Slowly edged them out and. Jim Cowie's always going to be in Buffalo, and it's nice to have a nice thing in Toronto, too, to reach out because the international fans do care. And then they don't have to worry about crossing the border as well. Uh, on both People ends. don't realize, too. It's not bad. People don't realize, too. It's not bad. Toronto, I think Toronto's either the fourth or the far fifth 
largest city in North America. I think you've got uh, New York, L.A., Mexico City. Uh, I think it's number four. So, you know, we're talking about a city that's got, I don't know how many people live in Rochester, but, I mean, there's four million people live in Toronto. So that's probably why we edged you out. But, oh, uh, definitely. And that's not even... That's not even southwestern Ontario because a lot of the season ticket holders would probably come from Mississauga, Burlington, Hamilton, Niagara, Guelph, you know, all those places down along the QEW. So uh, Milton. But I mean, at the end of the day, we I want to see I want to see uh, Bills fans from all over Western New York come up, and and it's good for spending money up here. It's a great time to see Toronto if you're American because. It's a dollar so strong for you folks. It's you know thirty or thirty plus cents on the dollar. So every time you see something that costs a dollar, it costs seventy, costs you seventy cents. So it's it's one night. You don't have to worry about buying food or food or drinks when you get in the door. It's a cheap night out for seventy bucks. It's it's a good cause, and and we sure hope that uh, we sure hope that we get those American people up here. Just line up your DD, go down there, have a good time, and. Again, it's a positive thing. It represents the Bills, and it, it's definitely something that's winning and good to go. You know, I, I don't think yeah. you, you get a better deal if you got drinks, food, and Jim Kelly, really, sure. as a Bills and fan. I think, and I think, uh, you know, we've had a lot of emails and stuff. If you go to the website, www.firstand12.com, it's all lowercase. If you go there and you look at um, – uh, the logistics of the night, it's a really simple thing to get to Steam Whistle Brewery. It's done right in a brewery. It's a beautiful spot on Bremner Avenue, right across the, the building's right across from uh, Rogers Center where the Blue Jays play. Oh, I think I know that and building, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's called the Steam Whistle Roundhouse, and it's a great facility. We're going to have some live entertainment and auction. And, um, you know, uh, I, I just, I, I know that uh, Jim was okay. He was excited to come up here and do it, and uh, we, we want to do everything we can to get those those Bills fans, and, you know, we've got some guys on Bay Street, some financial institutions that have uh, committed to partnerships, and they're like, is it going to be a fan event or is it going to be a suit event? And I said, it's going to be whatever it is event. We're going to have, uh, you know, I know guys that make a lot of money that are wearing their Bills jerseys because that's what they that's what they do. So, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be a fan experience. Is it going to be a little bit fancy? Well, yeah, it's going to be a little bit fancy. It's going to be a nice night out with Jim Kelly. But it's also a a, a loose night at the brewery, too. You know what I mean? Absolutely. If you want to come in a suit, you can come in a suit. If you want to come dressed in a jersey and a helmet on your head, I'm not going to tell you no. I mean, we want you there. It's about the charity. I've been known to to drop kick dolphins in a speedo, so I didn't hear that. (laughs) You know, that's not real dolphins. No, no real dolphins. I'm not sure. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not a real dolphin. No, no, no. It was just an inflatable one, but you got to do what you got to do okay. when you're in Miami. Well, you, you know. Well, I, it's great. And I hope uh, I hope you guys can come up and I hope uh, you can help spread the word over there and get those fans from Rochester and Buffalo and you know, Williamsville and all those places up because we want to this is this is about the Kellys and the Kellys. I don't think people realize too what the Kellys what the Kelly family does for the average Bills fan and I think when you look at what the average, you know, I consider myself an average fan uh, with an above, with a below average temper. But, uh, um, Same. you know, I, I look at the things that Jim Kelly does for the community. I look at the things that Jill Kelly and Aaron Kelly and Cam Kelly do as a family. And I, and to me, that's, you know, 
that's the thing you teach your you teach your kids to do. You know, what I mean, you teach your kids to be like that, to be respectful and tough, and and you know, um, to me, that's that's one of the reasons why I think he's so admired. And a couple of weeks ago, when they they shanked a punt and he caught it on the sideline, he threw the ball in the crowd. Oh, that was so fun to watch. He he got more cheers than anybody, and even the announcer was like, "Jim Kelly just caught a catch and he threw it in the crowd." And I'm going, "What is it? That's Jim that caught." I wondered if it was him in the blue snowsuit, but uh, no, we're excited to have everybody up there. And I mean, what better, what better guy to have? So. My, my favorite person, my favorite quality about Jim Kelly is um, he's not scared when he, you know, when he gets a chance to, to go over the TV or, you know, in studio, sometimes you hear him on TV, at least for away games for me, or you hear him in interviews and he'll call it how it is. And, yeah, you know, it might hurt some players' feelings or people's feelings, but I I appreciate the transparency and the, and the honesty because sometimes from fans, you you know you don't know what to believe because they know that the media is going to crush them typically, and you know it's nice that you have a guy like him, you got a guy like Rex Ryan, you got the Bagulas. They seem very transparent, and it seems like they have a very good positive thing going on, and. People always seem on the same page, and I love that Jim is always out there talking about the Bills, whether they're winning three games or they're, you know, under the nine and seven, eight and eight recent years. So, I think that's really. I think cool. the I think I think the Bills I think the Bills could be one in fourteen, and I don't think you'd have a bigger raw raw guy on the sideline. No, definitely not. You know, I think that's just. But I also think Jim Kelly's been through, been through. You know, some tremendous things as a player, some losses through championship games. He's been through some personal losses. He's been through the struggle with health. He has an amazing story. I mean, USFL, everything. I think Jim Kelly is just as advertised, and I think we'll see. He's going to do an interaction with the fans when he comes to Toronto. He's going to go on stage and answer some questions and do some fun things that we've created for the fan base that night. So, that's I don't want to give it all away, but that's going to be one of the reasons why we we expect people to come out here and um, just to see him talk in the flesh. I think is a special thing, and we're so happy to hear that as of yesterday he's 18 months cancer free. So that's a, a great thing to uh, um, you know we're we're very thankful he's still here and and raising money and doing what he does. So yeah, well, I mean he he he, he defines he defines toughness and. Oh. And I, and I don't mean that in in a, in a classless way either. I mean that in the best way possible, like not perseverance. Right, really. I mean, per, you know, we've had family and, and everything with with cancer over the years, and for him to fight back twice that hard, um, that that's amazing, and to persevere through everything, and I mean, just the way Buffalo is is you know he he's the pulse of the city. And, yeah. and I love how honest he is in, in interviews about it and, and how he really brings things to the table on why he loves Buffalo and, and the sure. people. And and I have I really think they're the best fans. Uh, going to Miami, it's it's awful, you know? It, it's yeah. And you've been to probably more games. I've only been out of town to see the Bills play in Miami and the Redskins in Toronto. I haven't checked it elsewhere. But, um, you know, Jim represents sure. everything sure. With, with the Bills. <laughs> Certain fans are, you know, one of the one of the places that I we had a great experience was Cleveland, and oddly enough, we were like, oh, you know, the, the dog pound, and when we got there, we had great people around us. Now the Bills lost, so 
Right. It wasn't as bad as it wasn't as bad as I mean I didn't like Miami. Um, I didn't like their fans. I didn't like now mind you we didn't win that game either. But <clears throat> New York, New York was really it was a t- kind of a different atmosphere too because it was a Thursday night game and apparently in New York nobody likes the Thursday night games because it's so hard to get to and from the stadium after work and have to work the next day that they don't sell out. Oh, I don't blame them. So it's it's a really odd situation there and. Uh, but, uh, you know, I looked on the schedule for next year, and I hope we get a Thursday nighter in uh, St. Louis because a Thursday nighter in St. Louis means a Thursday nighter in in L.A. So we'll see how the hell that works out. Oh, wow. That would be they're – on our, they're, they're on our schedule for next year is St. Louis away, and now they're going to be in L.A. So How are you, you know, looking – how, how are you feeling about the couple moves? You know, we talked a little bit. Most recently, Ed Reed. What do you think about that? I mean, I think – uh, hey, listen, I'd rather have a guy that's passionate about, you know, a passion about the game, and he's obviously won. And, I mean, I think Rex Ryan's probably the type of guy that wouldn't put people around him if he didn't think they could succeed. And, you know, I see even the signing with his brother. Um, you know, everybody says, well, I got fired in New Orleans. I say, yeah, but how long was he wearing there, and how many games did he win? Because I'm sure it's more than the amount of games that they lost. Oh, and, and, and by the way, there's two sides to the story. I mean, Rex Ryan immediately, the first week, Rob Ryan's in there chilling. He, he's like, yeah, he didn't get to run his defense, dude. You know, come on. Pretty much at his press yeah. that's that's how he worded it. And when you got a guy like Rob Ryan, who, wait a second, he's been a defensive coordinator for 12 years, so he's been top 32 at something in the world. He's he's that bad, he, he gets fired, and he's not even, at the time the report came out, he wasn't even running the defense. And now, yeah. supposedly he is, who knows, but at the end of the well, day, it it, it's going to help. I saw Chip Kelly sign today in San Francisco uh, as the head coach there, so... To me, it to me it, it's kind of a lateral move, and I think Rob Ryan's probably. It doesn't scare me, you know. I, I like I think that's a great way to put it. I think if you're top 32 in the world in something, then then you're just you're. It, it's like moving from you know, it's moving from CIBC Bank to the Bank of Montreal. You're just going to another bank, and you're trying to make a difference there. And, and I think that's that's just how it works. So. I mean, I think I was looking at some of the players, you know, I kind of evaluate, I look at a team over the course of the year. I mean, Darby had a great year um, and, you know, he was a, a new pick and I look at a guy like Richie Incognito and I think he had a really good year considering he had a lot to prove and, you know, then there's the struggles. I think Mario Williams was a bit of a struggle and, uh, you know, I, I think the biggest shocker for me all year was Tyrod Taylor. Without a doubt. Oh, I mean, with LaShawn McC- wow. McCoy, we knew what we were going to get. Tyrod Taylor, you know, week one, week two, uh, you know, you're looking there going, God, is this, can this guy keep it going? And then, you know, I, I was in Las Vegas for the uh, the Jacksonville-Buffalo game in London, England, and we, we, we actually watched the game. It was 6 o'clock in the morning there. And, um, you know, I, they, it started off so slow, and then EJ came back, and I just, um, you know, I think I think Tyrod Taylor's probably, you know, you look at what he does, and I think I think he's a, I think he's a smarter class, like a, a, a more structured version of RG three. You know, I think he's got RG three was always all over the place, shaking and bacon, and I think Tyrod Taylor's kind of got a, he knows what he's capable of doing, and he can throw the ball if he has he, to. He, he seems really uh, he seems really focused, and, and the hardest problem everybody's you know. 
we're all guilty of it. We haven't seen it, and we expect lightning in a bottle. Everybody wants to say, draft the guy, draft the guy. Yeah, get five on the roster. Okay, well, thanks to the CBA, knuckleheads, there's only so many reps you can get. Let's be real here. Yep. And you got to respect Doug Whaley. you got to understand that for eight hours a day minimum, this is what these guys do. I do drywall yep. for eight hours a day. Deacon does machining for eight hours a day. Everybody does. You do your job for eight hours a day. You got to respect them at a certain point. You know, I don't think this is the same bills from a decade ago. And you got to respect their moves. They're telling me you got LaShawn McCoy, Clay, Harvin in the offseason. And, you know, Whaley was on the staff when they traded for Jerry Hughes. There's so many good moves. And for people to question that, that's yeah, that's incredible to me. Well, I think I think we're one exceptions. You know, great great draft selections for the most part. I think you'll see too. Um, you know, this this draft's going to be kind of interesting simply because there's going to be an opportunity for them to go out and maybe get one or two guys. I think they're what 19th. They pick 19th overall. Um, I think they have an opportunity to go out and kind of get us. You know. Maybe another defensive player, linebacker, something like that. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. Robert Woods, I think, had a good year when they asked him to play. Uh, Sammy Watkins is just unbelievable. Isn't um, he, though? He catches up the balls. You're in the stadium. Like, There's no way that's an overthrow, and he, he speeds up to it, and then he just effortlessly you ever like, meet him? on it. If you ever meet him, you got to look at his hands. Really? He's, got, he's, got the, he's got the longest fingers I've ever seen. Really? They're huge. And then... That's why he catches everything because his fingers are like pieces of licorice. <laughs> That's so funny. He's, he's unbelievable, but I mean, and 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 class, and he's so. I mean, um, you he, know, he took a hard during the and, season. I, I think the fans got to calm down. They got to understand with that guy that he didn't ask to be to be given up two picks. And like, I support most of the Bills' moves. I don't want to sound like a homer, but I just say get real. I thought that the Bills' roster at the time when they took him was stacked. Like. That's well, the year to take everybody. The every, most people don't realize that. Do you know who the player behind the player that played behind Sammy Watkins at Clemson was? Who's that? Yeah, wasn't it was Hopkins, the wide receiver in Houston. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. And and he goes nuts, and everybody's like, okay, and, he, well, and, he, and he's as he's as good as Sammy this year. Not as good, but I mean, he's in the he's in the conversation. Oh yeah. So I mean, he had a he had a huge so like, year. And, and the other thing that I don't think people really realize is. If you look at the – we're drafting a guy out of Clemson. You know, we're getting one of these guys. Well, where's Clemson this year? Right. They're in the national championship game. Right. We're, we're drafting guys out of – we're getting Marcel Darius out of Alabama. Yep. You know, like our Doug Whaley and his staff have gone out and they said, we're going to get the best players from the best programs. And if you look at the odds on Vegas favorite for next year, it's Alabama and Clemson are neck and neck to win the national championship. So – are we going to go and take that linebacker from Alabama? Are we going to go and get one of those outside guys from from Clemson? You, you got to think Whaley and those guys. If it works in the past, you're going to keep doing it, right? And, so, and those are teams that, as a as a coach, you don't even got to leave your front. You don't even got to leave your bed, and you have a you have no. a, the best team in the country with those two schools. You yeah. know what I mean? You you got kids just out your front door if you want. Yeah, show me what. Oh, you and want, and, you know? and I watched I watch a lot of college football, and everyone says you know. Cam Newton, I said, if you watch Cam Newton play when he was in Auburn, he was unstoppable. Wasn't and if you that watch... amazing when you watch Cam Newton, everybody's pretty much taking a crap on him. Like, oh, he stole a laptop. It's like, dude, kid's a kid. Whatever he did, he's a monster. He walked through Alabama 
You tell me. Yeah. Yeah, he's not good. Okay, and look at him now. Well, and then he, he's one guy that, you know, there's, there's very few guys that, that were, every year in college football, I can find a handful of guys that I remember now that I say, I remember that guy watch. I remember watching him play. And Marcel Darius was one of them. And Cam Newton was one. Um, what's his name? And the I can't even think of it. Sammy Watkins Calvin is Johnson. another one, too. Calvin, Calvin Johnson, Georgia Tech, was a guy that I, I don't think he dropped a pass in three years. You know what I mean? Like, um, And then Watkins was one of those guys. So, you know, this year, one of the guys I kind of had a you know, I got to be guilty. I, I, watched, I watched Chad Kelly all year. You know, I yeah, what do like, you think? Because I, I tweet with uh, the, with the kid from the producer at WGR, Nate Geary, and he, and you know, frankly, I'm not that up to on college football enough, and I don't know if what I'm watching is good or bad. Because in college football, you got a couple guys in top SEC teams that are top flight NFL players, and, and the rest of them, frankly, can't make a practice squad. And it's not a, 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 that's not a knock. It's just. When C.J. Spiller yeah. comes into the league, when C.J. Spiller comes into the league and they go after his first preseason game, yeah, what'd you think? Damn, the defensive ends can run. Yeah, dude, yeah. welcome to the NFL. And I didn't realize at the time how telltale of a sign that was, that, oh, wait, I can't just hit the edge the whole time. I think Chad Kelly is the type of guy where um, I think you can uh, – it, it, the NFL is a funny thing. You know, you look at, I think you can actually take teams and say, and I think this is very relevant to those early 90s Super Bowl teams in Buffalo. You can look at a team that's either finesse or blue collar. And right. I'm not sure where the, I'm not sure where the Bills are. I think the, I think the Bills offense is a finesse offense. I think they, I think Tyrod Taylor is a very finesse driven quarterback. But, I mean, in the K-Gun offense with Kelly in those Super Bowl years, I mean, they were so fast, they were finesse. Andre Reid and Thurman Thomas, those guys were just skilled guys. Where you get, you know, then you, you get into some of those teams that are like, uh, you know, we call them like hockey players, muckers and grinders. Right, and, right. you know, you get those guys like Ben Roethlisberger is just a guy that won't go away. You know, you can hurt him, you can keep hitting him, but the guy just won't drop, you know. And, and that's the blue-collar side. So, I think that's one of the things – that's one of the things I think the Bills have to figure out is are we going to be a blue collar defense and a white collar offense? I feel like you know well, I, mean? I feel like offensive line play they are definitely punch you in the face. We're going to run at you and, and but then as you're saying though the the finesse is is frankly if you want to if you want to call it how it is easiest example that we can relate to Matt Castle versus Tyrod Taylor when when they had Matt Castle I look at it like this. What's going to happen in third and long situations? Because we could talk about yard after catch all we want, and you could have a receiver like DeAndre Hopkins who has over a thousand yards receiving on four different quarterbacks in a year, and we have supposedly scout wise better than that on the team, and the ball's not getting there on your third and long. Well, maybe he can't get it there. Maybe and with Tyrod, you're seeing a guy who's very swift like the Russell Wilson, but I feel like Russell Wilson's kind of a a little bit smoother, like a Fred Jackson, whereas Tyler Taylor almost reminds me of the way he runs, like a McCoy, where he can set you up to make you fall on your face. And that is the exciting, big, with his eyes down the field, by the way. And he improves the one thing I love week. about the, the one thing I love about the Bills, and the thing you've noticed about the Bills this year, opposed 
under Marone and some of those other guys. Don't even say his name. We have a whole Marone, we have a whole Marone drinking game, drink. so you owe us a couple <laughs> drinks already. So. Listeners, that's, drink. That's fine. I'll buy them for you on the 23rd when you're in Toronto. I got to uh, drive. You can get me an apple pie or something for the yeah, same okay. price. A New, a New England Patriots turnover. Okay. So the uh, <clears throat> the one thing I love about that former coach of ours is um, – you know, I found that with Rex this year and with Tyrod that if we were in a second down and 10 position and we didn't take a penalty, that's kind of funny, Yeah. Um, we would either – Tyrod Taylor wouldn't go for the 12-yard throw or the 20-yard throw. If he was scrambling, he'd pick up four, and it was manageable. It was manageable all the time. And as long as we didn't take penalties – you watched the, the last game of the year against the Jets. I don't, I don't know how many penalties it took, but I'd say it'd be less than three or four. I believe and I'm it like, was four. Games, games yeah. that don't count, they play their best. And I'm like, here you've got a quarterback that understands that I have a certain set of downs to make it manageable. And we never – I remember the J.P. Lawson years. I remember the guys we had after that. And it was never manageable. And now all of a sudden, maybe this is Rex. Maybe this is Tyrod. Maybe it's the offensive coordinator. Maybe it's the fact that they said, we need to make this these plays manageable. And I think that's something that's so overlooked in football and overlooked in the NFL is manageable you gotta, down. you got to read the tea leaves. I mean, and, and you're right. You're right. you got to read the tea leaves. And, and as Doug Whaley is constantly saying, yeah, when we got Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh, you know, we, we didn't have him throwing 30 times a game, we, and now we'll throw 50. We didn't have that. We had to establish a run game, and I think it's, like, really unfortunate that I feel like the fans, that's where fans, sometimes you got to chill out and, and, and not directly tweet guys. And You don't think they already feel bad losing, and they put all that prep yeah. in it, and, and now we have something to build on, all because it is an instant coffee right now. I saw more promising. You know how many times in my head franchise went off? with Tyrod Taylor, but then sometimes they want to edge out the victory. we got to see him in the fourth quarter, but have you seen somebody who corrects their mistakes more than any other quarterback we've seen where third and ten doesn't seem hopeless? You yeah. Know, it doesn't seem hopeless. If you, and, if, and if you watch, I would say if you look at the <clears> – there would have to be a stat with Tyrod Taylor, but the third down conversion stat with him would be very interesting because it wouldn't always be third and ten. He was manageable. He'd be third and six, and then he'd draw him offside, or he would do whatever he's got to do. But Tyrod always, if he knew he was second and ten, and he was either going to throw it away, he'd run and he'd pick up two or three yards. He'd make it third, he'd make it, you know, instead of second and ten, it'd be third and seven, third and six. But then they'd take a stupid penalty and go offside. So it, 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 it is what it, it is. It is what it is. But they but, have a uh, solid you know, platform. The, they have a solid platform. Yeah, I think, I, I think they're with right Hopkins, on the, You know. Yeah, they're right on the cusp of. The draft will be, you know, uh, I don't know what you do in the off season, but I think you, um, I, I have a feeling Mario will be gone, and I think, um, you know, you just gotta you gotta fill some holes and see what free agency does. I, I mean, fin- financially, I think- if they draft a guy financially, I think would be the smartest move. I would not be shocked if they took a Rex guy right there with that first round pick. Rex, who who, yeah. who are we putting there? Because that's why Rob Ryan is here. Let's figure this out. And if that's another yeah. guy. You know, I, I'm so thrilled for the season. I'm I'm glad that, you know, 
the Bills are making moves, and, and it's cool to have um, an Ed Reed thing in there real quick. Just wanna, We were just going to talk about that for one more sec, but you have a guy that can actually that, – that's done it and played in Rex's system and most right. importantly is he's respected. Only a, he's only a few years removed. He's going to be out there showing those guys – little little hands and feet techniques that you know you're not going to get from a guy standing on the sideline he's he's done it he's lived it and he's one of the best who have done it and he's still young enough to to demonstrate what to do instead of just strictly coach someone and why it works yeah yeah and and instantly i mean how many times do you hear about players saying, you know, he played in the league, so I respect that. Well, you got a, legitimately a shoe in first ballot Hall of Famer, and I hate to toss Hall of Famer out there. Oh, yeah. Not, but I mean, he is a goals, Hall of Famer. You know, five-time All-Pro selection. He's got a Super Bowl ring. Can't deny the guy. Can't. No. Was he on that Baltimore team with Tyron Taylor? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The word is, is that Can Cameron – Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and I think maybe one more guy I saw a tweet said that they talked to Rex about Tyrod and you know Ken Cameron was the offensive coordinator there in on the Ravens for a minute so yeah. I think he's got a like a hell of an upside very 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 much upside the future's looking bright with with That's Tyrod great. Ed Reed I mean I think the I think the coaching staff deserves a mulligan and yes, we all know the defense really disappointed, but Rex came out and admitted, "Hey, I tried to merge two systems." I don't know if you caught him on, on Mike and Mike, but he's like, "I tried to merge two systems, and it frankly didn't work." Yeah, you know, but as long as they don't turn, as long as they don't turn into the Baltimore Bills, we'll be fine. No, definitely. But <laughs> Alan, thank you so much for coming on. If you would like to reset. Your event really quick. That would be great. Um, we'll follow follow sure. him at first and twelve on Twitter. Spell it out though. First and twelve. And first and twelve dot com. Yep. Correct. Yep. Yeah, it's first and twelve dot com, and uh, we've got a Twitter and a Facebook page for the event. And uh, if anybody has any questions, they can shoot me an email. They can get to, they can go find my email right on the web page. And uh, we look forward to hosting as many of the people from Western New York as we can. And uh, I I want to thank you guys for. Uh, being good fans and having me on your uh, podcast, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, it's it's all about raising money for Hunter's Hope and making sure that uh, us Bills fans stick together. So thanks for having me on. Oh, anytime. You can come back whenever you want. And uh, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna put a link to all of your, your Twitter contact, your your website. All that will be in the description on this week's podcast. Um, so Great, if guys. you're listening, just go ahead and check down there. All you'll have to do is click. Um, tickets again are... What you said, seventy dollars US, hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean it's hard because the dollar change, the dollar changes all the time. But right now, I think they're right under yeah. seventy bucks, sixty nine, seventy dollars, something like that. So go now so, before that goes up. Yeah, it's their own early bird pricing, and they use order them online, and uh, then we can, uh, you know, wear your bill stuff, come and be fans, and support a great cause. Yeah, it sounds great, Alan. Thank you again um, so much, and we'll be. We'll be in touch, and, you know, don't be shy to hit us up if you ever need anything else. You know, one of these events, these are great. And, and again, it's yeah, the Grand Slam and Charities. Grand anything Slam and Charities. Anything we can do to get involved, we'd be more than happy to do for you. Okay, guys, thanks so much. Awesome. Thanks, Alan. Take care. Yep, bye. That about that about covers everything this week. Um, again, special special thanks to Alan from firstand12.com for coming on. 
Um, I'm Adam here with Dave. You can follow us on Twitter at NumBillsFan and NumBillsFan Adam D. Check us out on NumBillsFan.com. Tell your friends. Yeah, tell everybody. It should be a hell of an event. There are some, some surprises involved, and it should be it, it should be a great time. And seventy bucks to some people, it, it, it's going to a great cause. I mean, yeah, you can't beat it. I, I really can't beat that. And, and sometimes it's you know we all have financial stresses, whatever. But at least this one, you know, it's going to, towards something good. Maybe you're in the Clash of Clans. Don't buy the gold that week or something. Yeah, or what, the whatever it is. Whatever Don't buy is. the gems, all right? Stay off those games. Get <laughs> get off of Ultimate Team on Save. Madden. Don't do what I do and buy your team for $200 in a month. Don't all right, do all right, that. All right. Needless to say, you know. This is it. We're out of here. If you can make it, get there because it's going to be awesome. NumBillsFan.com will have all the information. Um, we'll be back Monday. Yeah, check us out. NumBillsFan.com. Don't forget. Follow first and twelve on Twitter, Hunter's Hope. It's um, it's a great, the the best charity ever. And if you don't know about Hunter's Hope, it's Jim Kelly's charity. Um, yeah, we covered that. It's it, it it's it's awesome. We're so flattered to have them. But thank you, everybody. Have a good night. See you next time.